There's a great Family Guy clip where there's a transvestite sitting at a bar, and the transvestite is looking at pornography on his phone. And the bartender comes over and says, ma'am, uh, you can't look at pornography at this bar. And the transvestite says, no, no, it's okay. I'm transgender. And the bartender says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. Okay, do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. <laughs> and that is very much what seems to occur in our culture, whether we're talking at a bar or in public or even at schools. And one mother has had enough of it. One mother, an absolute hero mom, showed up to a school board meeting wearing, frankly, a shocking, scandalous, completely inappropriate outfit to the meeting. It just so happens that it was the same outfit that had been worn by a drag queen at the kids' school that very year. And uh, so why is it that a giant hulking dude can wear a silly leotard, but a mother cannot? Why is it inappropriate for, for a woman to wear the woman's clothing and not for the man? School board didn't seem to have much of an answer. That mother is Kimberly Reichs, a stay-at-home mother of seven children. We call that a small Catholic family. Kimberly, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Michael. I am, I'm honored to be on your show. I am so pleased to hear that, and I absolutely adored your stunt. What was the reaction in the room? Um, mouths dropped to the floor, and there was one lady in particular sitting behind me just making snood remarks like, I can't believe she's in that. Ew. Put some clothes on. I'm like, yeah. And that's when I turned around and addressed her, actually, and said, yeah, if this ticks you off, then it should, because this guy came into our school dressed like this, and that seemed to be okay. This is what the man dressed like in front of our kids. So this makes your head spin. This pisses you off in any way, shape, or form. It should. Because I'm embarrassed to stand here in the outfit that I am today, but I have a point to prove, and that is that this outfit should not be ever accepted in our By the way, it's, it's not even just uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander because you are a very nice looking lady. You still probably shouldn't wear those things at school, but it makes more sense for a very nice looking lady to wear ladies clothing. Makes a whole lot less sense for a big hulking dude to wear that clothing. So it's actually much more inappropriate, much more grotesque for the guy to do it. Can you explain what actually happened to prompt your your appearance at the school board? So what happened was that back in May, when I exposed the drag queen show for what it was and asked our school board then, like, why did this happen? How did this get into our schools? What are you planning on doing to ensure it doesn't happen again? They flat out ignored me. They brushed me under the rug. They tried to censor me. And I was not going to have it. And me, along with hundreds of parents here in Ankeny, Iowa, we're wanting to know a hundred and some odd days later now and 40 days into the school year, why have we not heard the investigation results of that GSA program? Who let him in? Why was it allowed? And why didn't that guy not get a background check? I can't go eat lunch with my kids, hmm. let alone walk into a school half dressed and perform for them. So what's good for them is not good for me. Mm. So, so, so I said kind of you mentioned the GSA, you, which stands for the Gay Straight Alliance. It's one of these LGBT clubs in the schools. And you mentioned this drag show. And I, I get that there are more questions probably than answers, but what actually happened with the club and the drag queen? 
So the GSA um, hired this guy to come in to perform for the children um, as young as 12. He was a 21-year-old male exotic dancer. He does not attend the school. He never attended the school. And for him to come in to perform for our children was just outstanding and like why what was the purpose of that and so that's questions that we still have no answers to how old are the kids in this club the youngest one that attended the show was 12. it's sick that is absolutely sick i i assume the club has a faculty advisor is that right yes they are supposed to so the gsa is a school um credited but not funded um, program. It's funded actually by the CDC. And there's teachers that overlook this GSA program that is supposed to be monitoring it. And so there was two teachers in particular that are still teachers there in Ankeny School today. The one is the choir teacher and there's one that is a, um, I believe she's an English teacher. And far as we know, there's no, there's been no repercussions on what they did and why they allowed this to happen in our schools. Right now, go to rockauto.com, enter Knowles in their How Did You Hear About Us box. I absolutely adore Rock Auto. I adore them because they've been with this show basically since day one for years and years and years now. Two, I love Rock Auto because they don't make me feel like a big dummy when I need auto parts, okay? Listen, I'm not exactly the handiest guy in the world, okay? I don't know everything about every type of make and model of car. Rock Auto makes it so, so easy, and they always give you reliably the lowest prices. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody. No gimmicks, no login on Tuesday and you get this price, none of that stuff. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You go to RockAuto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything that you need with just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. Enter Knowles in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. That is rockauto.com. You were about to make me feel better when you said, yes, the school has given accreditation to this club, but uh, they don't give the club any money until you told me (laughs) that the club is funded by the federal government. That actually makes me feel a lot worse. Uh, but okay, I'm not going to blame a 12-year-old for making a, a stupid choice and inviting a drag queen into a club. 12-year-olds make stupid decisions all the time. That's pretty much the definition of being a 12-year-old. But you're telling me there are two faculty advisors here. So then my question is, one, did they know? What, what did they know and when did they know it? And two, if they did not know, then what kind of negligence is that for a club advisor? Oh, they knew for sure because they posed in front of um, on the stage at the end. There was a huge photo at the end of the stage that showed all the teachers happily standing there with all the students that performed in that drag queen show and who attended. So that without question, the teachers need to be fired. I, I would imagine. Absolutely. I have, and Absolutely. you and the parent, the other parents have asked for this? Yes, we have. We have demanded it and they refuse to do it. Have you been able to speak to any political leaders right now? I mean, I'm, I'm pleased that you can come on my show. We'll spread this as far and wide as we can. It's a national program. We have international listeners. So I, I, I think absolutely that people who are listening right now should call in and put a lot of public pressure on to get these teachers fired, get this club shut down, and keep the transvestites out of the 12-year-olds' classrooms. But Has anyone spoken to, uh, you know, your member of Congress, senators, that no one is speaking up against this who's actually in elected office? No. 
But I did have five state reps did call me or text me saying that they were proud of what I did and they hope that I come up to the Capitol this session and start protesting um, to help get them to get a law passed so this doesn't happen any further. How long do you think this has been going on at your kid's school? Uh, I'm guessing at least two years since COVID started. And it's just being bringing to light because a lot of this stuff we saw online. And hmm. so a lot of the kids are more open about talking about it. And so I don't think if without COVID, we would have seen it as quickly. But since with COVID and since we had to go to like online stuff when the lockdowns were in place, that's when we started realizing this agenda that they are pushing on our children. What is so spooky to me is that you're not in New York, you're not in California, you're not in Chicago or Washington, D.C. You're in Iowa. Are you, are, do you just happen to be in an extremely radical left-wing town or county? Unfortunately, yes. I'm in one of the liberalist towns in Ankeny, but that's okay because last session we actually got um, the town flipped from blue to red. We ended up getting six seats overturned in our city. We had three students, uh, three um, school board members overturned, one city mayor and two city councilmen. So we do have more of a conservative um, running now, but it's they have a huge mess to clean up, and I think that they're just getting buried left and right. And, and I have to imagine, no matter how left-wing the town is, I mean, obviously it can't be all that left-wing if, if the political tides have shifted so much, but no matter how left-wing your neighbors are, I think if you did a public opinion poll of your neighbors, I, I can't imagine that most of them are going to support drag shows for 12-year-olds, right? Am I, am I, am I giving too much credit to, to your county? <laughs> No, there's very small amount of them that will actually want that in our county. There, most people do not want it, but most people, it gets hidden from. So like the GSA program was not made public that this was going to happen. It was not made known to all students. It was in, it was basically exclusive for those students in the GSA. And it did happen after hours, but then that just means us more questions. It just makes us ask how did they get um, into the school building after hours? Who let them in? Who who approved all this? Because there's protocols that you have to go through in order to be able to host any kind of show in the in the school. And the administration of the of the particular school has to sign off. You have to have the approval of the superintendent. And none of that happened here. And it all just got brushed under the rug. Like, why why is that okay? You know, I. I I sometimes see this issue approached from the perspective of, you know, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Why do you guys care so much about this? And I think, well, you can obviously flip that on the other side and, and say, well, you know, we're not the ones changing the way that we view sex and education and kids. You guys are the ones changing it. And you're, you're spending so much time and energy and money doing that. You're obviously very focused on. It's another question, why can a child not see a drag show? Why a child must see a drag show? But then the question I have is, what about this drag queen himself? What is it about this guy that, that makes him so determined to prance around half naked for little kids? Right. And that's our questions too, as concerned parents, like what makes an adult want to perform and get the approval of children? Like, why would you want to do that if you don't have an alternative motive? 
I don't know what to tell parents. When parents write into me all the time and they say, you know, I don't know what to do with my kid. My school's gone really woke. And obviously now you've got sexual performances for 12-year-olds by guys who are obviously little on the perverted side if they're prancing around in women's clothing. So this is a, a, a genuinely a dangerous situation. You've got seven kids. Do you feel comfortable sending them to this public school? I don't. And that's why I pulled them for this year. So they, you did. I just have, I did. So I have my one son, he's still in, he's a freshman. And so he's pretty, he's like, mom, I know what's going on. I'm okay. I just want to go. And so I did pull my younger two that are in school out. I have two of them. I have two kids that are out of school and I have three kids in school. And so they are out of the school system. But it creates a problem. I mean, you you know you've uh, taken the charge to be fruitful and multiply very very well, and you know you're doing your your part to uh, to uh, you know outflank the left not only by persuasion but also by outbreeding them, which I I understand to be much more fun. So good on you for doing that. But it creates a sort of a financial problem too. It's it's not as though most people in this country can afford to send seven kids to private school. It's not as though a lot of mothers can even afford to stay home and, and homeschool all day long. I mean, these are this is very, very expensive. And so for a lot of people, there's not a whole lot of choice here. It's just either send your kid to the school with the trannies or don't send your kid to school at all. Right. And that's exactly the tough part we are in. We are in that tough situation right now, just with like trying to make financial ends meet because of the fact that, you know, I can't work anytime outside the home during the, during the school hours. Cause I'm home with the kids watching them now. And it, it does make it a little difficult, but God will provide and we will make sure that we can keep going. And I will make sure that my kids are not indoctrinated yeah. and best I can to shield them from what's happening in our schools. Have any teachers spoken out against this? You know, obviously there's the two faculty advisors to the club who are bringing these, this weirdo in and taking weird pics with the kids, but surely there've got to be some good teachers here who are joining you at the school board meeting and speaking out against it. No. I'm a lonely person standing up there and anytime they see my name on the agenda, the board will actually stack the stack it against me. So when I first brought this to the attention, I'm good at making posters. I like to make posters and held them up because that's my thing. And so the very first time I addressed them after the GSA program happened, they actually cut live feed. They had technical difficulties. Uh And so, but as soon as the first person that they brought in was on, it, it worked. And so there's three of us that spoke up against it. And there was about 20 of them that they brought in to spoke to speak for the GSA and how they needed to have it in school. How does this work with the federal funding? Because, you know, I was a member of a ton of clubs in school. I ran a bunch of clubs. You know, I was very involved in the extracurriculars. And I don't remember the federal government giving me money for my for the choir club or the band or the plays or the student government or any of that. So what is it about the the gay club that gets federal dollars? I'm guessing it's a mental is- illness, and that's what, why the mm. CDC's got it. And mm. I mean, what I don't know what other way, why they would have it besides it's a mental illness, and that's why the CDC is funding it. Right. Well, yes, if you're a man who thinks that he's a woman, I, I guess by definition, that's a mental illness. And so, but, but, you know, usually you would hope that the CDC or the, the more medically inclined agencies of our government would be uh, spending their money trying to cure mental problems, not uh, toward exacerbating them. 
Yes, I agree. <laughs> right now, go to epicwill.com, use promo code Knowles. For those who have been following the story, Vanderbilt Hospital has agreed to pause all gender transition surgeries on minors. This is a huge wing. A left-wing institution has caved to pressure from us, from the right, and that deserves some recognition. But the fight is far from over. There is still so much that we can do to protect kids from this evil leftist indoctrination. One thing you can do today is write a will. Many new parents don't realize how important it is to have a will in place. But the sad truth is that if you were to die tomorrow without a will, the fate of your children would be left up to the libs who pretty much run everything. And I don't know about you, but I don't want the libs deciding anything for my family. Luckily, our partners over at Epic Will make early estate planning super easy and super affordable. They bundle your last will, living will, healthcare power of attorney, HIPAA release, and durable financial power of attorney. Plus, you can save 10% when you use code Knowles. It only costs 119 bucks for a single person to create a will. When you use promo code Knowles, you will save 10%. Go to epicwill.com, use promo code Knowles to save 10% on Epic Will's complete will package. That is epicwill.com, promo code Knowles. What about the parents in the community? I mean, are because I, I, I bet you, I, I, I told you, I bet you if you did a poll right now, 90% plus of the parents would be on your side in terms of do you think these drag queens should dance around for kids? Uh, how many are sta- actually standing up with you at the meetings? None. None, even the, of there, the parents? No, there was about two of them when we first started, when I first brought it to the school board meeting. And there's maybe five of us that will stand up at all, like, all the time. But when I went up against them just this last Monday, it was just me and another mom. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's because of the backlash that people get here in in our town. And I don't think people like that negativity. Hmm. They don't like to be themselves out there. So especially if you own a small business, if you own a small business in this town and you're speaking up against what they want you to, they'll find a way to shut you down. Of course, of course. And you even think with some parents, I bet they don't want their kids' grades to be affected. You know, everyone wants to get into a college and, you know, just kind of check that box. And so I I see this everywhere. When people come up, they'll ask me at speeches, Michael, should I speak out or should I keep my head down and get the good grade and move on? And there's so many incentives just to keeping your mouth shut. I guess I'm just so... uh, surprised, really, that this is going on not just in the big cities, but even in small towns and states that are supposed to be pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the city definitely comes after me. I mean, they are at my doorstep at all times. Mm. The Anchor police are after me. And I mean, it's just whatever. You know, I have thick skin and they can throw whatever daggers they want at me and I'll take them because if it helps save our kids, that's what I'm here for. And I will never stop working for our kids. What do your kids think about it? They love it, actually. <laughs> um, they're like, my mom's a superhero. And it was funny because like when my little Olivia, when we got the mass law passed in our state, um, she was a huge part of that. And I remember her going up to her principal after we got the law passed that they can't mandate masks on. And she walked up to the principal. She's like, Miss Ryan, Miss Ryan, guess what? And she's like, what, Olivia? And she's like, my mom made a rule and you can't put a mask on me. And she flipped her hair and she walked into that school. I was so proud of her because she felt so empowered. And it was just like, yep, that's my kid. (laughs) Wow. That is 
fabulous. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, oh, I wish we had more time even to touch on that. But you also helped spearhead the effort to get rid of the stupid mask rules. Yes, I was the mom that was talking about my daughter had the staph infection and it caused um, staph infection on on her face four times. So uh, we got a medical exemption to not have a mask in school. And that's when they segregated her. They literally put her on one side of the room compared to everybody else on the other. And so I am suing the Ankeny School District for the retaliation they're doing with my child. They, a judge did come in and dismiss my case saying there wasn't enough evidence. So we are appealing it and we are moving forward with the case. Wow. Oh, I I just absolutely love it. You just think of the irony here. The same people who are saying that uh, it's it's of the utmost importance that poor little kids cover up their face entirely with a mask are the same ones saying that you don't need to cover up your legs or your midriff or anything else if you're a crazy guy dancing around for the GSA club. Yep. Absolutely insane. Well, I uh, Kimberly, I wish you all the best of luck. Where, where does the effort stand now? I mean, is it just at an impasse and you're waiting for a response from the school board? Or, or how can people, as I suspect they're going to want to do, how can people help you? Um, they can go to our website at iowamamabears.com. And that's iowamamabears.com. And they can help by supporting or donating whatever you feel God leading you to do to help out. We are appreciative of everything. Uh, that, that's really wonderful. And since you're willing to give some advice and, you know, help lead this kind of a movement, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, given all your political activity, when are we going to see you run for office? I hope soon, because <laughs> honestly, I think that's where God's leading me. Hmm. And I mean, maybe in 2024, when I get everything off my, all the spears off my back for now. But I yeah. think my fight right now is to focus on the schools. And so this next year, I think that's my biggest thing is I have to be boots on the ground in your face um, to these people because yes, I can get a lot done being running, but I can also get a lot more done without having my hands tied just being a mom. Right, right. You, you, you clearly are, are getting stuff accomplished right now. Would be absolutely fabulous. If you could run, I think it's a really, really important issue. And I, I think I think the left is running scared here. I think it's totally a house of cards. You saw what happened in Virginia in particular, this transgender issue in the schools. People across voting demographics realize that it is completely insane. And I know that the squishes, even the squishy conservatives, even the squishy normal people, they, they, they want to back away from it. They say it's a culture war issue. Oh, no, I don't want to be called a phobe or a bigot or whatever. Keep your head down. Normal people realize that this is insane. No sane person with two brain cells to rub together and a moral conscience thinks that a pervert in a dress should be dancing around for 12-year-olds at the GSA club, okay? So this is a completely winning issue. I think you are doing a great job leading the way on it. And I I think you're doing it in a way that's very, very funny, but it's calling attention to a very, very serious issue. Kimberly Rikes, I look forward to uh, seeing the launch of your campaign. And I look forward to seeing more accomplishments in the meantime. (laughs) Thank you so much. 